I did what she said. I removed all the sexist humor. Hello, welcome to another episode of Retrospection. So, Paul, what did you think of the Dull Squad? <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Retrospection and this time we're taking a long lingering look at the B-movie classic Classic's the right word, yeah? And we're looking at Doll Squad from 1973 My name's Colin and sex and security just don't mix Tell me about it, don't I know? Do you? Which bit, security or sex? <laughs> pick one I'd pick security personally Would you? <laughs> <laughs> So would I, I think Yeah I like to be held. You don't get enough love, Colin. <laughs> Do you want to cuddle? The last time I got some love was about uh, at the airport. What, years ago? Yeah, they put on some rubber gloves. <laughs> That's love, right? Uh, it's a form of love, Colin, I suppose. You know, you oh. you take what you can get these days, don't you? I don't mean you personally. I mean yeah. generally. You know. Oh, no, it's oh, true, right, Okay. I'm not arguing. <laughs> Uh, my name's Paul, and I'm never without it, but I keep hoping I won't need it. Yeah, that's a weird line too, right, in the film? Yeah. Because it's not explained until way later in the movie. Well, at least there was an explanation. There's a few things in this that are never explained. Oh, look forward to that. So, a little bit of background to explain why you chose this Whoa, film. whoa, whoa, don't lay this you on were... me. Huh? You were saying... We need to do one foot ladies. And I said, what do you mean? And you said, ah, we're too male. We need to do one foot them others. And I was like, well, you probably shouldn't use the term them others. But what film do you think we should do? And you said, Doll Squad. And I said, well, I don't think you've understood the politics of today. But anyway, Doll Squad it is. The politics of today? No, I don't understand it. No, right. IMDB says... A squad of beautiful government agents tries to catch saboteurs. That's all you need to know. Really? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It stars Michael and Sarah as Eamon O'Reilly, Francine York as Sabrina Kincaid, Jura Satana as Lavelle Samara, Anthony Isley as Victor Connolly, John Carter as Senator Stockwell, Lisa Todd as Maria, Lillian Garrett as Nancy Malone, William Baghdad as Joseph and Herb Robbins as Munson. It's it's a it's a cast of superstars. Well, Dura Santana is famous from Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Yeah, and Michael Ansara is our Star Trek connection. Ooh, what did he play in Star Trek, Paul? He played the Klingon Kang, going all the way back to the original hmm. series. I think it's first because he's in DS Nine as well. I think, um, but he's definitely in an original series episode called Day of the Dove. Nicely pulled. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. This, <laughs> this is directed by Ted V. Michels. <laughs> yeah. Um, did, did you look up this uh, director's um, back catalogue? 14 films in seven years. Did, did, you, did you look at the titles of some of these films? Go on. 
Um, he directed such classics as The Corpse Grinders. Nice. Girl in Gold Boots. I, well, I hope that actually does have a girl in gold boots in it. You'd be disappointed if it didn't, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I'd also be kind of impressed if he didn't. Oh, he's, he's not. He's not. No. He's not. <laughs> That's no. not happening. Right. I think it's what, what you see is what you get. Mm. Astro Zombies. Hope so. Yeah. <laughs> and my favourite of all his uh, um, previous movies, Doctor Sex. Oh. Why'd you like that one? Well, it reminded me of your grinder name. Right, Colin? <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. Paul's done a joke. Well, you're going to be disappointed because that's the only joke I've got. So this was re-released by a different company in 1975 and again in 1980, this time under the name of Hustler Squad. I can see that. There are plans for a sequel. The return of Doll Squad. Never happened. <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> I wonder why, Colin. You know, he made, he made at least two or three Astro, uh, what was it called? Astro Zombies, zombies. or whatever it was. Yeah, he did, yeah. 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 So he wasn't it's... averse to revisiting his classics. No, no, and this may have inspired Aaron Spelling to make Charlie's Angels. Yeah, and uh, Quentin Tarantino likes this movie as well, doesn't he? Which isn't surprising, <laughs> really. No, it's not, because the uh, Deadly Viper Assassination Squad in Kill Bill is based on this. Yeah, you can see that. It's got, it all, it's got his fingerprints yeah. all over it. I, I have no more notes about this film, do you? There's, there's not a lot out there. I did read that the film reportedly cost only $256,000 to make. Do you know how much it actually made at the box office? I, I, I could not. I looked everywhere and I couldn't find it. Oh, I'd be interested to know. Yeah. Um, Ted V. Michaels did use his own car in the movie as a prop, and he was later forced to sell it to continue financing the film. So he, he put his heart and soul into this and his car. He did, yeah. yeah. And the house at the end of it used to be owned by Georgia Gabar. It's her house at the time. So that's it then, right? And that's all, that's all I've got, yeah. yeah there's, not... there's not a lot of information about this film out there, is there? No, there's not. That's true. So let's get on with the show. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we open with a footage of a rocket launch at Cape Kennedy. Military aircraft are flying by. We hear a voice say, T minus 60 seconds. Although, we see people right next to the rocket. Run, run, guys, for your lives. The rocket's about to take <laughs> off. I'm pretty sure you shouldn't be there. Yeah, they're a bit too close. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, so much, there's so much stock footage here. I wondered if I was watching a documentary for a second. <laughs> it's blended perfectly, though, seamlessly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, the, the, the film grain matches perfectly with everything else. Yeah, spot yeah. on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We cut to an office, and Senator Stockwell is watching the launch. His secretary, Nancy, brings in Victor Connolly. They watch the rocket launch. Suddenly... A voice breaks into the broadcast. Are you watching closely, Senator? For some reason, Victor has conveniently brought a tape recorder with him. I did wonder just how long they were going to hold that shot of two people just watching a TV. Did you, did you notice that there are a lot of shots in this movie that go on for a long time? <laughs> I mean, in fairness to the film, a lot of those shots are uh, Francine York walking down a corridor. That is true. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. There's a lot of rump going on. A lot of rump cam going on. A lot of what? Rump cam. What's rump cam? You know, rump cam. K 
Cam on the rump. No. Cam on the rump. It just sounds like somewhere you go to holiday. Where are you going? <laughs> oh, I've taken the tents. We're going to uh, rump on the cat. What was it you said? Sorry. Rump, it. rump cam. Rump cam. Rump on the... No, you said cam on the rump. Cam on, yeah. the, cam on the rump. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, this is oh. good. This is a good start, Colin. This is going well, yeah, isn't it? There's a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job editing this. I knew we shouldn't have started drinking again. Yeah. Um, make, make, make it neater. Not the drinks. Oh, so. <laughs> oh, we don't need right. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm pitching my tent on camp on the rub. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice place. Oh, oh all right. Ask cam. Ask cam. All right. Ask cam. Yeah. Bottom cam. Bottom cam. Mm. All right, where are we now? We got... This is going well. Yeah, not a great start, is it? We've had better. So he, Victor starts the recording. He starts recording the voice, which continues, next time, perhaps you'll listen. There's a spectacular and thoroughly convincing explosion and the rocket has gone, vaporized. It's, um, it, it, it's spectacular, I'll give it that. I mean... It's it's kind of just over the top of the actual film, isn't it? It's not. Yeah, that, I mean they're not they're it. not blowing anything up in this film, are they? They haven't got the money for that. No, no. This is one of the shortcomings of this film: this use of the explosion. Mm, mm-hmm. mm. There's some really good Sto- ones later. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Stockwell says, "My God, I've killed those men." This is this is a short film. He's admitted it. This is some of the greatest acting I think I've ever seen between these two guys. You like it? It's dramatic. Oh, yeah, it's top-notch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fesbians at the apex of their career. Sorry, what? Actually, my next line is, there's one thing less convincing than the explosions, and that's the acting. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. No. You're not wrong. Victor says, we've got work to do. Like... Learn your lines. It would help. It would help. Yeah. You know what the acting reminded me of? It's on a par with 1970s pornography actors, isn't it? It's a 1970s film. Yeah, but... but yeah. yeah but so, so maybe they, maybe they just cut the Nookie out. Cut the Nookie out? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do you think these two guys were, were were more impressed about getting a movie that didn't have any Nucky in it? I mean, that's yeah, they're like flipping them, through it? the script, going, "Where's the cock?" Is <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, there's pigeons in it. Oh, <laughs> there's no poultry. <laughs> have you seen what you're paying me? That's poultry, chicken feed. Yeah. So they head to the computer room. Victor says that Bertha which is apparently the name of the computer. Yes, it's a, it's a strange choice, but all right. Victor says that Bertha can tell them which department can put an end to this killing and sabotage. He enters the first threat they received, and then somehow as the computer listened to the audio tape... Don't know. Don't then know. puts in punch cards on every active agent on the CIA's roster. Then he twiddles some knobs presses some buttons. Then he sets up some banks of reel-to-reel data tape drives. Imagine doing this every time you want the computer to do something. <laughs> I mean, I, I lose my temper when Windows takes five seconds longer to boot up. But we don't have the patience of 70s men, though. 
We don't. That's right. Do you think this is obviously a real working office, isn't it? Because they're not. They can't afford equipment like this. I mean, one of the big TVs has got IBM in massive letters written on it. So it, it's obviously they're all real machines. These things, aren't they? Yeah. So do you think they were just given an hour to film in some office somewhere, and then they had to get out? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that guy doesn't know anything about computers, though. No, no, no. I don't think he knows much about anything, to be honest. <laughs> the computer suggests that the Doll Squad, under the leadership of Sabrina Kincaid, would be the best department to use. And the credits start, and we get tinted negatives of women fighting, firing guns, and performing missions with a jazzy soundtrack that has hints of Bond about it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hints of Bond all through this movie, but yeah, in the soundtrack especially. Yeah. It's great music. I mean, combined with these credits, it feels like if someone made a parody movie today, though, doesn't it? It, it? it kind of feels like a bit of a joke, doesn't it? I'm sure it wasn't yeah, back then. it does. Right. Are you sure? <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> uh. And did you see the, the All-Star Doll Squad cast in the credits? Yes, yes. Bold, bold, bold claims there from Ted. Well, I think Ted was expecting, you know, multiple films, maybe a series. Well, we do get a series a bit like this, but uh, it's, it's spelling that makes it years later, isn't it? A few years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he is spelling it differently. <laughs> He's spelling it Charlie's Angels. <laughs> We open with Sabrina arriving at Stockwell's office. Victor tells her what's happened to the space launch. And he shows her the threatening letter they received. It says a message will be sent to them and they should give the messenger the microfilm for the new ballistic missile. At one point, did, at, at one, point, did one of these guys fluff his lines a bit as well? I'm sure one of them stumbled over his line a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and the director took a cigarette out of his mouth and went, nah, just carry on. <laughs> Never mind, just... Ju Cut! Was that good? Bloody brilliant. <laughs> the, the guy playing the senator, it's, it's kind of like he's never even acted in his life before, isn't it? <laughs> he's drawing out his uh, lines. You, no, no, Paul. The problem is you're confusing naturalistic acting. Oh, is that what it is? With character acting. Oh, yeah. oh okay. All yeah. right. Silly man. Yeah. So Sabrina asks if the messenger arrives, and Nancy, this is Stockwell's secretary, is asked to bring the messenger in. It's a pigeon. I wasn't expecting that. You wasn't? No. Didn't think there would be a pigeon turning up. It turns out that Nancy got a phone call while the senator was out. A man told her to keep her windows open on the west side, and that if the pigeon didn't get back, another one would be sent. This, this still doesn't explain how the pigeon arrived at Stockwell's office. Hmm. So how do you think it arrived? I'm not sure. Well, I'm not sure this film understands how homing pigeons work. It doesn't understand a lot, really, does it? I mean, let's face it. Pigeons, you send in a messenger pigeon. You don't show in a map <laughs> and go, oh, right, right, Bert. 29 Acacia Road, Nutty Town. That's where you've got to go. It's the home of Banana Man, by the way. They don't work like that. Pigeons just go home. I thought they went coo. It's a good joke. I like it. It's the third one you've done today. You should, it's worrying. It was off the cuff, that one. You can have that. Really? You yeah. don't say. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you'd written that down and rehearsed it 49 times. Yeah, don't, don't, don't give away the magic. Okay. You know. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's not how homing pigeons work. They, you, no. like, like in the trenches, right? Mm-hmm. The pigeon in the trench comes from headquarters. That's how it finds its way back to headquarters. The pigeon in headquarters comes from the trench. That's how it finds its way from the trench. You can't just send them wherever. No. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm very annoyed about the lack of pigeon knowledge in this film. <laughs> Welcome to Pigeon Cast. <laughs> on our next episode. <laughs> yeah. But we're warming up to it. We're going to do pigeons, the doves, crows, mm -hmm. robins. Swans? Oh. Swans? No, fuck them. Whoa, you can't say that these days. Jesus. Oh, yeah, I'll get cancelled. Maybe this is my swan song. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I should drink more. The way this episode's going, it might well be, Colin. So. <laughs> yeah. The phone rings. It's the president. He wants to suspend any further rocket launches, but he gives Stockwell two weeks to track the saboteur down. That's, that's, okay. two weeks is a nice, usually it's 24 hours or two days. It's like, oh, take, take a fortnight. Think, think of the damage this saboteur could do in two weeks. Quite a lot. Yeah. Pigeons, pigeons everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Just falling out of the sky, left, right, and center. Yeah. yeah. If Feather, there was a saboteur that needed less time, <laughs> this is one of them. What? Why are you shaking your head? Why are you looking in despair? It's the fact that you thought about that. I could see your brain ticking over. It was. <laughs> oh, last five minutes, he's been working on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, strapping. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm taking over the podcast. It's a coup. <laughs> Oh, no, no, you can't do a coup joke. I did a coup joke a minute ago. Yeah, yeah, but there's a difference. What, yours was funny? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, 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 all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the bird jokes, they're, they're beaked. I mean, peaked, sorry. I think you're just chickening out. Yeah, 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 st stop it. We're not doing this. Yeah, <laughs> you started it. This, this loses us listeners. Oh, we've only got one. And, and he or she hates bird jokes. Oh, oh, oh okay. That's, that's most of my uh, script going out the window then. I know. And it's not even original because you're always robbing it from someone else. <laughs> that's true. It's bird joke. Yeah, no, I got it. Yes, Robin. Yeah. Oh, all right. Just checking. <laughs> Just checking because was... you look confused. <laughs> Have you got it out of your system now? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You were like, you were looking through the script. You're like, Ooh. closely, you know, eagle-eyed. Come on, come on, Colin, you've been a tit now. I am, I am, yeah, I should stop crowing about it. One of us has got to stop. I'm doing it now, I'm carrying on. Victor gives her a list of names of operatives the computer selected for Doll Squad. Sabrina leaves to round up the girls. Are we cut to a karate school? Ah, uh, the 70s fascination with kung fu. It's karate, Pa. I'm not an expert in martial arts. 
You're not? No. I've seen your origami. You shouldn't have been looking. Well. Well, you know, you, you like looking at folds, don't you, Colin? <laughs> uh, I have nothing else. I'm carrying on. Sabrina pulls up outside. Unknown to her, she's been followed by three men. Sabrina speaks to Carol, one of the uh, chosen doll squad and the teacher at this karate school. She agrees to come to the meeting tonight. Sabrina leaves. We see a man aiming a gun with a scope at Sabrina. She enters another building, but a man gets in the way of the shot. And then, talking to shots, we see a lot of shots of Sabrina walking down corridors. I'm happy with that. You love a good corridor, don't you? I love you? a good corridor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallways? No, not any sometimes. The would-be sniper gets out of the car. Inside the hospital, there's an odd conversation with Sabrina and a nurse. And it's odd because we're not actually given the full information. As the nurse lights a cigarette, Sabrina tells her she wants her to join the doll squad as she has space security experience. I was more disturbed that, that she was uh, smoking in a hospital. That shouldn't be allowed, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the 70s. <laughs> she gets her come comeuppance in a minute anyway, so that's all right. Oh, you're anti-smoker? You hate smokers? I'm not a fan of it, no, but, you know, oh. in a hospital, think, it's even worse. You think they should all be executed? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, now you're putting words in my mouth, Colin. I'm just, you know, explaining what you've said. That isn't exactly what I said, Colin, but all right. Ah, all right, all right. Uh, Sabrina picks up the nurse's lighter. Ever need it? I'm never without it, but I keep hoping I won't need it, replies the nurse. And at this point, you're like, well, she's smoking, so she clearly does need it. What? 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 That is, it's, a, it's a lame setup for something at the end of the movie, isn't it? That's all it is. You're only, you're only just realising this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> because because yeah. it's such a bad setup, and so much happens in between that by the time we get to the payoff, I've completely forgotten about the setup. Well, in some ways, isn't that a, an excellent setup then? I suppose. <laughs> no, it, it is bad. Like, it's, like, it's like a really poor version of Q, because, you know, in the James Bond films, he tells you what the object does. Mm. Mm-hmm. Here, yeah. you've no idea. It's just a lighter, as far as you're concerned. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sabrina tells her to be at the meeting place at 9pm, and then she leaves. Meanwhile, the sniper enters the nurse's room and shoots her in the head with a silenced pistol. It's quite brutal. Yeah, it is. It's Ooh. a good death scene. There's a better one in a minute. <laughs> there is. <laughs> Back at the karate school, Carol is leaving and the two men we saw earlier follow her. She notices them and runs for it. She then fights the two men, but is shot in the head. And like you said, she does a spectacular death scene. Well, I mean, doesn't the back of her head blow off and then she turns to the camera and does this scream with her arms raised in the air? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It is, it's good. I was impressed. Although I wasn't expecting it either. No. No, I was thinking, um, what's going on here? These, are, I thought these were going to be two of the main characters, or part of the team, ah. you know. And so, so this this film is confounding you on every level. Well, it doesn't take much, does it? That's true. You you were confused. What what was it you confused with once? A Muppet movie or something? I don't know. I was confused. I can't remember. Yeah, that's true. Right. 
We cut to a bar that apparently is the designated meeting place for the super secret doll squad. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do. All, I do all my covert operations in Witherspoons. So Sabrina is waiting in the bar. The hitman that killed the nurse sits down in the booth opposite her and tells her that the two women won't be coming. He shows her his gun and the lighter that he took from the nurse. She takes it from him and asks if she can have a smoke. And he removes the unlit cigarettes from his mouth and hands it to her. Wow. He's very insistent. He's, to, he's very insistent about that she sticks it in her mouth. He says that a couple of times. He, he right? does. He does. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She flips open the lighter, and a rush of flame shoots out and seems to melt the guy's face. The people in the other booths don't seem the least bit bothered by this. Well, it's the place where the doll squad, the doll squad meet up all the time. There's always this stuff's going on, isn't it? You know, they've seen it. All the yeah, time. people been poisoned, stabbed, killed, yeah. murdered. Yeah, yeah. Last yeah. Thursday, right. you know, someone got their head cut yeah. off. It happens all the time. There's a new person there going, "Oh my god, did you see?" Oh, don't worry, it's the doll squad. <laughs> They're always doing shit like this. Got to say as well, I was convinced that he was very badly burned. I mean, his performance was spot on. This guy. It looked like he was in pain, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sabrina runs out. Victor, who is sitting in his car, sees them and starts his engine. The other two hitmen watch Sabrina and give chase. Sabrina kicks a gun from one of the men and then she throws a shawl at the other one and he valiantly fights it off his face. <laughs> it's like something from Naked Gun, isn't it? Yeah, wasn't it? Isn't it a wig? Someone throws a wig at Frank Drebin's face and he's like, ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly that, but this this is serious. Yeah. Then she pushes him through an open window of the car and he lays there. <laughs> well that shawl, you know. Once you've had that shawl on you. Yeah. Yeah. You're out of the game. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. shawl leave. Not sure where the other guy has gone at this point. He's not playing with that shawl, he's out of there. Don't you worry about that. No, he's yeah. done. Victor pulls up and shoots both of the guys while Sabrina clambers into his car and they drive away. We cut to a firing range. The senator and Sabrina are with Victor. Sabrina tells him that the senator's office has a leak. Somebody knew about the people she was recruiting, killed them, and almost got her. Although, the bad guys could have just followed her. Not sure why she had to go beat them. Surely it would be more secure to just call them and give them, you know, like a a code word to activate them. Wouldn't have looked as cool, though, would it? We wouldn't have got shots of her walking down corridors. That's exactly where I was going, yes. Victor reveals that when they examined the two men, who he killed the night before, they had silver discs in their necks. What the hell does that mean? asks the senator. Victor tells him that it could mean one of our agents could be trying to switch. And at this point, you're like, switch? What, what do you mean? Why, why, why? This, this is where the line the senator should have then said, what the hell does that mean? Not before. Yeah, yeah. Victor explains that they uncovered this group a while ago and that they ent- identify each other by silver discs implanted at the base of the skull. A signal from the disc tells an agent that he's with a friend. This... Seems excessive. Perhaps a, a silly handshake would be better. <laughs> it is a bit of an elaborate uh, way of going about things, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cold word. Something like that. You know, like, like spies do. 
the rain in Blackpool is rather wet, or something like that. To which you would reply, But only in winter, when the snow falls gently. Very good. Uh-oh, you've activated me! <laughs> well, I turned you on, Colin. No. <laughs> no, that's not what it means, Paul. That was a very definitive I think you failed, answer. I think, you fa- I think you failed Spy School there. <laughs> in fact, I'm more flaccid than I was before. Is this where I'm going wrong when I keep sitting next to men in raincoats in parks? and <laughs> It's not working. The code yes. word's not working. No, there's a reason why. Mm. Oh, well. And that reason is you. Mm. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> but Sabrina says that group was busted and doesn't exist anymore. Victor says that while doing that, they had to make their own agents aware of the discs. And as I read off, they're shooting like clay pigeons and Sabrina shoots every target. Did you notice that she kept tucking the shells inside her top as well? Oddly, yes, I did. Oddly? All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Victor tells the senator that from here on, everything is secret. He'll only be told what he needs to know. In fact, because it's Sabrina's ball game right down to the last inning... Victor won't even know everything. I kind of like that the women are in charge in this film. They, they're left to their own devices and they just get on with it. That, that's something that I was going to talk about at, at the end in my summary, the fact that it, it, in a lot of ways it was the movie that I expected, but in other ways it wasn't. Yeah. Right, yeah, well, we'll, we'll save it and we'll talk mm-hmm. about it at the mm-hmm. end. Are you sure Sabrina could handle this as a senator? Show him, says Victor. Sabrina opens her suitcase. Gelignite grenades with time fuses, mini cameras with instant developing, altitude bombs, breakaway rifle with scope, lipstick recorders, signal homers, and some kind of explosive pill that's odorless and tasteless and blows you from the inside out, and a ring filled with mace, and the whole suitcase is a bomb. Uh, I'm I'm on board with that. Yeah, good job getting that through customs. (laughs) I I have to say, though, that when she says that all you have to do with that that explosive is mix it with alcohol and drink it, I reckon I could take that drink. I think I could. Really? Yeah, I think I'll be all right. It'd be like in a cartoon where you just burp and smoke comes out? Yeah, yeah, I could could do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We won't be able to resist it for a start. We'll sneak, we'll sneak, we we'll sneak this explosive pill in some soft drink, and then we'll give it to him. Uh, would you like this lemonade? Oh no, I don't touch the stuff. Damn, we've been foiled. <laughs> no, they wouldn't get me that way. No, they wouldn't. Not a chance. Um, did you mention that the, there's a really good line when she says? Um, You've got a pigeon sitting in your office and it doesn't have wings. I didn't mention it. It is a good line. Mm. There's a few good lines in this movie. A few is about the right number. (laughs) That's why I said a few. Yeah. (laughs) Sabrina asks for access to the computer room. Then, in my version, there's a weird transition to the computer room. It it, it does this coloured cut, but but in between there's a shot of Sabrina in the computer room. And then it kind of jumps. Yeah, I think I think that this movie was edited with a sledgehammer 
Yeah, it appears to be, mm -hmm. yeah. While Sabrina waits for a printout about a farmer agent called Eamon O'Reilly. Now, did you understand? And like, I knew that she recognized the voice at the beginning, but didn't know where it was from. Mm -hmm. Was there a bit in this film I missed where she realized it was Eamon O'Reilly? No. Okay. I mean, you, you, right. you don't get the fact that they know each other until they meet later in the movie. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Sabrina senses somebody entering the room. It's Nancy. And she's entering with a gun drawn. Now, wouldn't it have been better if Nancy just entered the room not with the gun behind her back instead of sneaking in? Yeah, it kind of draws attention to yourself if you're sneaking in with a gun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sabrina grabs Nancy and a gun and demands to know what Eamon O'Reilly is. Now, it turns out Nancy is O'Reilly's girlfriend, and she tells Sabrina that O'Reilly is on an island off the coast of Venezuela. Yeah, she had a bit of trouble saying the name of the island, didn't she, the actress? And I think it was just purely because she'd forgotten her line. No, it's because she's scared. She's got a gun pointed to her face. Oh, she's been discovered. I'm sorry, that I'm, do, I'm, I'm forgetting. It's that naturalistic acting that you keep telling me about, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah. I'll take it yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it back. Yeah. Good, good. Just out of curiosity, how many takes do you reckon Ted V. Michaels does in this movie for each each shot? Couple at most, right? I, less than one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, I had my suspicions. Films, films not cheap, pal. <laughs> not these aren't digital cameras. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Later, with Stockwell and Victor and Nancy as prisoner, Sabrina tells him that the pigeon was trained to fly to the roof of Nancy's apartment. Nancy would take the microfilm and deliver it to O'Reilly. Nancy did this because of love. And Sabrina points out that sex and security don't just mix. I don't, just on an offside, my, I, as a typo here, but it's also a pun. My typo is sex and sexurity don't mix. <laughs> sexurity? <laughs> the thing is, the autocorrect just went, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it, it didn't go, sexurity? What the fuck's that, mate? It just went, yeah, Se sexurity. Sexurity? Isn't that a Prince album? <laughs> Probably, yeah. No, the artist formerly oh, known Oh, of course, us. yeah. Sabrina wants a fake microfilm as she's going to round up the rest of the doll squad. Victor will arrange an island contact for her. Without anybody seeing, Nancy takes a cyanide pill and dies. Oh, well. She didn't seem like the kind of person who would take her own life, though. <laughs> she didn't seem like fully on board with the cars. Oh, but she loves him, doesn't she? She loves O'Reilly. So she's going to die for him? Yeah, because she, she's obsessed with him, isn't she? Yeah, uh, yeah. Gotta say as well. Okay. Gotta say as well. Fair enough. When you when you create a character whose last name's O'Reilly, the first actor you would probably think about casting is Michael Ansara, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He's he's an O'Reilly through and through. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. We cut to a library, and Sabrina meets a member of the Doll Squad posing as a librarian. She holds up the book. It has that the army wants you poster. The librarian recognizes the message that's being sent. Oh, we're actually seeing a little bit of, kind of, almost spycraft. Yeah, almost. She's doing a very good job of almost. posing as a librarian. I mean, she's got some severe librarian her going on. And she's got little glasses as well. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all, we all, all librarians have 
glasses and serious. In this world, they do. Not this world, that world. Mm. That world. Sabrina goes to another dingy club and watches a dancer called Lavelle Samara. Yeah, th- th- this this scene yeah. reminded me. I need to get some new decorations for Christmas, Colin. Mm. Yeah, you need some new uh, tinsel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I did wonder how long it would take before we had a half naked dancing girl in this movie, and then we get one. Yeah, we do. So you know, goal achieved. Exactly. It's nice when you got simple goals in life, uh, isn't it, it Paul? Is, yeah, back of the net, yeah. as they say. Yeah. Who's she? Is she in this film? Annette? She might well be, because you know what? I've got a clue. Apart from Kincaid, who's the you're Sabrina, I haven't got a clue who any of these names of any of these other women are. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that does get confusing later, when they're all wearing the same jumpsuits. Oh, I didn't even attempt it, mate. When, when I get to my... <laughs> You'll see what <laughs> I've got, done. Girl, woman... That's, oh, they're just, just objects to you, aren't they, pal? <laughs> Woman number one. <laughs> Woman number two. I'm not that bad. In Lavelle's dressing room, Sabrina tells her what's been going on. And then Sabrina visits, I guess she's the psychiatrist part of the, the department. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because she tells her about Eamon. His profile indicates occasional impotence, which seems to stem from the Oedipus complex any man who is thoroughly castrated by his mother is a prime candidate for some psychotic outburst given the right circumstances to set him off. Let's hope you don't meet those right circumstances, Paul. <laughs> what, what is going on in this scene? Occasional impotence. I mean, that's got to be worse than total impotence, hasn't it? I mean, you, you, yeah, when, the, when does the impotence happen? Exactly. You'd rather it completely wasn't going to work or not, yeah, a 50-50 chance. That that sounds like somebody who's trying to look on the bright side of life, pal. I'm always looking on the bright side of life, Colin. Yeah, but you know, personal experience that's is what I'm saying. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, what what is going on in this scene? What what why why bring this up? I mean, there's no it doesn't go anywhere, does it? I no, I I think the logic behind it, and I'm using logic in giant inverted commas with like lights around. Good. Them. <laughs> is that the computer, they don't understand why the Doll Squad was chosen for this mission. And they were chosen for this mission because they could use the right mumps because they're women to cause a psychotic outburst to set O'Reilly off and to lose his temper and lose control of the situation. But but even that doesn't happen. So women are his weakness. But that doesn't happen. Well, it does, because he gets angry with Sabrina because he's known her from the past, but he can't have her because of his impotence. Well, well, when we get to that final scene, everything's a bit... It, I, I, that's not the vibe I'm getting from that final scene, but we'll, we'll talk about that probably when we get to it. There's no vibes. There's no, there's no sex toys. What are you talking about? Oh, dear. <laughs> Sabrina visits another member of the doll squad who is swimming. Apparently, she's she's an Olympic swimmer who's now training to take seconds off her last Olympic mm-hmm. record. Yep. Even though she's not wearing a swimming cap, not wearing goggles, has long hair, and is apparently practicing her Olympic record in a hotel swimming pool. 
I don't think a cover's that great. No, no. no. Uh, at least a librarian was working in a library. Exactly, yeah. And she had the hair and the glasses, as we said. Yeah, yeah, this one has neither. Sabrina tells Sharon, that's the name of this swimmer, mm-hmm. what's going on and that she needs her. And Sharon agrees. We cut to uh, O'Reilly's base. Some of his soldiers are riding a truck. Uh, we'll see this again and again. The men hang on the back of the truck or sit on the hood bonnet, even though there's perfectly fine seats inside. Why are they all, like, clinging onto the roof and the back? And Maybe someone got car sick in there at some point. Oh, now it's a rule for everybody? Because nobody wants to clean it? Exactly. Nobody wants to sit in that, do they? Okay, that makes sense. I'm mm-hmm. happy about that. Okay. I'm glad I made this film better for yeah. you, Colin. Oh, you could make this better for me. That's true. O'Reilly can't believe that anybody would think the Doll Squad could stop him. And he's talking to a lady named Maria, who is concerned that O'Reilly has a past with Sabrina. Now, he knows Sabrina is on her way, and that Agent SQ6 is around. He calls over a guy called Joseph, who tells him SQ6 is undercover at a carnival. Maria says there's only one agent who has no background or history of any kind. She's called Kim Bluval. She's very pretty. I'm sure you're anxious to meet her. O'Reilly smashes his glass. Damn it, Maria. Your jealousy drives me insane. He's a little quick to react, isn't he? <laughs> he is a little bit, yes. Yeah. You do have to wonder what Michael Ansara was thinking. I mean, just what was he thinking in this movie? I read uh, that he got it through a friend, offered him the role for two days' work or something for a bit of money, and that answer was, after he'd done it, never spoke to the guy again kind of thing. He was annoyed <laughs> that he'd been involved in it. <laughs> two days' work. Mm. That, that many. Wow. Yeah, no, okay. it'll kill you, wouldn't it? Yeah, I know. This guy, Joseph, he looks like the guy that runs my local kebab van around the corner. Does he? Yeah, he's... He, yeah. He, he's, I mean, he is, looks like he slept in a bush. I mean, he looks like he arrived in those clothes to set. Yeah, he looks like Oliver Reed on a good day, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, mm. yeah. Wild thing! <laughs> Big picture of orange juice. Classic. Yeah. O'Reilly grabs her arm and says, you're useful to me in many ways, but you need to trust me and believe me, or your usefulness will come to an end. Now, Maria's actually very useful because apparently she knows SQ6's name is Kim Laval and that she's very pretty, even though this undercover agent has no record or history. How does she know her? Your guess is as good as mine, right. Colin. So Joseph <laughs> is sent to check up on this Kim Laval at the carnival. Now, he speaks to a woman in a kiosk. She's SQ6. And he tells her that, oh, something has happened to SQ5. And he tells her that he's been sent to take her to the others. And she agrees. Now, first of all, I wouldn't trust this Joseph the way he looks, right? No. How did he know that this woman with no record, no history is SQ6? Did he check? Is he going to every woman and just going, hi, are you SQ6? Yeah, you, you haven't seen the, the previous three hours where he's just been walking around. Yeah, just, like, just asking people. Asking everyone. I suppose yeah. Maria could have described her, but, you know. 
Uh, do you know what, Colin? If if that is your biggest problem with this movie, this this little bit, you're doing well. Oh, all right. I have to say as well that um, she's obviously never seen those 1970s public information films because she'd known never go off with a stranger. Oh, I thought it was the one about don't play near rivers. I got confused for a second. <laughs> There's that one as well. There's that one as well. Donald Pleasant. No, was it Donald Pleasant? Did the voiceover? It was, wasn't it? Is that the one with uh, death? That's the one, yes. It's good. The crap out of me, that did. I guess it did its job then. Never see you near rivers. So SQ6 goes to leave with him, but she has a gun in her bag and demands to know the truth. But Joseph uses the cunning strategy of saying, look over there, <laughs> which she does. Who is she an agent for? I, mean, uh, who's gonna... <laughs> I know, uh, you'd employ her for the enemy, wouldn't you? You would. If, you would. if she turned out to be a double agent, you'd be like, oh God, great. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Christ for that. <laughs> and cause Kim looks and then he knocks a bag out of her hand and the gun goes off with the bag and he starts yelling mm -hmm. bitch and you're gonna kill me <laughs> but he she he was gonna kill her anyway he slaps her across the face and then throws her in the truck of his car still yelling bitch yeah there's a man who loves his work eh? yeah you're right he drives away and brings her back to O'Reilly's place she wakes up and screams and so he slaps her again he's a bit happy slappy he is, yeah. O'Reilly mm -hmm. tells him to stop. He orders Joseph to go and get Dr. Is it Kahaman? Yeah, Kahaman, right? He orders Joseph to go and get Dr. Kahaman and prepare for prosthetics. Tonight, Maria, you shall have a new faith. What? <laughs> <laughs> I've got things to say about this. We'll get to it in a minute. We got to a plane taking off and then a really long shot of the plane flying. It's very long. Yes, very long. Yeah, the Almost asleep. like they're trying to fill time. Yeah. Yep, yep. Sabrina is briefing the Doll Squad. Lavelle, you're best in electronics. Coordinate our homers so that we can all make contact. How does a homing device help you make contact? Uh, I, I've got nothing. All right. Sabrina thinks O'Reilly's up in the hills and wants Sharon to follow her tonight when she meets SQ6. Nobody knows her. And Sabrina wants backup just in case. It's night time. And Kim. Sorry, sorry. So 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 yeah, so nobody knows her. So yeah. okay. I know where you're going with what, this. I've what? got it in my notes too. <laughs> Why go to all the trouble, right? Yep. Of changing a woman's face if nobody has ever met her in the first place anyway. Nope. No reason at all. It makes no sense. It's night time. And Kim. He's sitting on a bench at the carnival. Sabrina approaches. Hi, I'm Kim. Are you Sabrina? Oh, what fantastic spycraft right there. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm SQ6. Yeah, yeah. Sabrina is relieved, as this must be SQ6, because she said her name is SQ6. Well, it's got to be then. It's yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sabrina takes Kim back to her car. Meanwhile, Sharon is preparing a device in Kim's car, but fails to shut the hood properly, I noticed. Meanwhile, Joseph is there, and he's going to follow Kim and Sabrina. When they get to Sabrina's car, Kim asks how many are there, and, and she keeps asking questions. In fact, too many questions. 
and Sabrina gets suspicious and pulls a gun on her. Then yanks Marina's wig off and a mask off. It's not Mission Impossible, is it? No, it, uh, and also point out, she didn't know what Kim looks like, so why did she pull her face off? That'd that is true. Embarrassing if she was wrong. Just <laughs> pulling on her nose for an hour. <laughs> sure, it'll come off. They get in the car, Maria at gunpoint. Sabrina knocks her out and drives away. Joseph calls into Eamon and tells him what's happened. And he's ordered to follow them. He gets in Kim's car and gives chase. But Sharon detonates the device and the car explodes in a fiery, realistic ball of destruction and fury. We're really not blowing anything up in this film. Certainly not a car. It is one of the biggest drawbacks of this film, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least just have one. If you had one real yeah. explosion in it, you know, even a, you save it for the end, for the big explosions yeah. that we're going to see at the end. But no, no, no. We're not, we're not. No, no. Back at their location, Maria has been hypnotized and is revealing the location of Dr. Kahaman's base and the location of Eamon. But she still won't reveal what Eamon will do if the microfilm isn't delivered. It, it took me a minute to work out what was going on here. You thought she was like, just drunk? Yeah. <laughs> why is she acting? Why is she talking like a robot? What's going on? Ah, she's hypnotized. Okay. Right. Yeah, we don't see that. No, we don't see it. No. No. no, and and to be honest, I'm just assuming that's what happened. Well, I think that's the best you can do, really, is just assume. Yeah. Yeah. For most yeah. of this. Later that night, they move in to rescue Kim from the doctor's place. There appears to be just one guard who is flipping through the library in the house and completely oblivious to this rescue attempt. He, he's the Saturday guy, isn't he? he he's, he's just he's looking through books. It's not his regular gig. I assume he goes to like night school or something, and so it's just his reading material. He's catching yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. This is just you know cash in hand. You know, yeah. So, yep. so he keeps himself afloat for the rest of the week. Right. Mm -hmm. They put Maria in Kim's place, so it looked like somebody is still there. As they escape, the phone rings and the guard answers. O'Reilly says they no longer need SQ Six as a prisoner, and that the guard can dispose of her at once. He goes into the room and shoots her. But of course, he's killed Maria. Why shoot her in the bed? Well, go I mean, on. Well, just get her out of the bed before you shoot her. Why? What's the well, point of gonna, that? You're going to have to clean those sheets afterwards, aren't you? He's not the cleaner. He's the security <laughs> guard. He's not doubling up. Oh, I'm telling you, he has to double up on jobs in that place. He's the only one there. No, he just, he's just, poof, and then he's off. Someone else's job. Yeah, he probably does the bogs as well. No, no, no. He mm. only does exactly what he's paid to do. He reminds me of somebody. I, I, I can't think who that is. It'll come to me later. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Meanwhile, O'Reilly wonders why Maria hasn't contacted him. Mm. Mm. She's dead, mate. She's dead. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, the Dull Squad boards the least boat. And the captain gives orders to shove off. Meanwhile, Kat and Kim take a jeep. Back on the boat, Sabrina finds the radio isn't working and one of the deckhands, Raphael, is watching her. He goes to the radio and replaces a valve that he took from it and contacts the island base. Ooh, he's on the enemy side. Sabrina asks the captain for a skiff to land on the island 
And she wonders where Kat and Kim are now. Christ, there's a lot of padding in this movie, isn't there? This sea captain is the luckiest sea captain in the world, really, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah. Doesn't know mm. he's born. He doesn't, doesn't. It's surprised there isn't more seamen on that boat. <laughs> That's staying in. Hello? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, nobody's more surprised than me. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, Paul made an actual joke. Unexpected. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let's hope so. One more? This episode? Oh, oh, this year. Yeah, well, well maybe. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Underwear? Blue. Why? Bye. Weird. Here comes the Doll Squad, America's newest and deadliest secret weapon. So back at the bad guy's compound, a couple of masculine-looking guards stop the two dolls in the Jeep and question them. You see where I'm going with this? No names. Yeah, no dolls. names. Dolls. Right. They tell the guards that they're here to do some rock cutting. Yeah. I had to look that up. I presume it's a thing. It's a thing, but it's not the thing that I thought it was. What's the thing that you thought it was? Well, when I looked at rock cutting, it talks about how it's like revealing ancient monuments and stuff. But then one of the guards says, you're in a strange place to be collecting rocks. So I'm like, one of us doesn't know what rock cutting is. The writer. Yeah, I'm beginning to think so. Or I should say writers. You know, it took three people to write this movie. Yes, and apparently the the fir- first script was very simple and they had to make it deeper. Really? Oh, yeah, apparently. Wow. That's what I read. Wow. That's all you can say to that, really, isn't it? Yeah. One of the dolls shares some cookies with the guards, distracting them while the other doll pours some of the poison into a bottle of vodka. Yeah, so the cookies were okay. Yeah. I still so if you just eat the cook, if you eat the cookies, they've got nah. I don't want to drink, thank you. They'd have been like, mm, uh. yeah. What, what if one of them was teetotal? Yeah, yeah. I still think I could take it. You, you, you could take. Yeah, it. I could take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I have to say that these two guys were very easily dissuaded from their line of questioning, weren't they? Yeah, but you know, they reminded me of somebody. Again, I don't know what you're talking about. No, no. The guards drink the vodka, they double over in pain, and then explode in a puff of smoke. Yep, they leave the hats behind. <laughs> Are we in Willy Wonka take it territory all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, we we need we need this film needed some gore, some blood, actual squibs, explosions, body limbs everywhere. For, yeah, for a film that Tarantino loves this film. You could imagine it what a, a Tarantino remake of this film would be. It would have all the sensibility of this film, but be stuffed with blood, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's a bit harsh, though, isn't it? These guys are just doing the job. They don't know anything else that's going on. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they you know, but could be their first day on the job for one of them. You don't know. Could have just knocked them out. How would they have done that? 
Well, sleeping pills in the drink instead of explosive pills. <laughs> there is that. It's yeah. pretty simple. Yeah. I have to say, I was watching this film and I was thinking this would have been a perfect vehicle, like the basic script mm -hmm. for the Spice Girls back in the 90s. If they had done this film instead of Spice World, mm -hmm. like the script idea of this, like their agents who do missions and you got their individual skills based on who they are in that group. Yeah. So, you know, like Sporty Spice, mm -hmm. he's the athletic one. So she does all the athletic stuff, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Ginger Spice. She, she does herbs. Um, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they, it would, and, and the cover is the, the Spice Girls. They're a band. Mm -hmm. And where they go to on tour is where their assignments are. Yeah. I can see that. That would have worked. That would have been really good, actually. Yeah. 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 And you get, uh, you still get Roger Moore to play the bad guy. You could have played um, O'Reilly. Yeah, mm -hmm. could have done it. And, he, he, uh, and he would have actually met one of those Spice Girls on, on like the original Spice World film, where I'm pretty sure he never actually had a scene with her. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd have been all over that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a poor choice of words there, Colin. <laughs> yeah, it was really a, a little poor choice. Ah, what a missed opportunity. Absolutely. Spice, Spice Squad. Just put up there. Spice, Spice Squad. Spice, it writes itself. It mm. does, yeah. Bit like this film. A bit like this mm. podcast. We write. We write stuff, do we? <laughs> Shit, there's you a, do? There's a script. There is? <laughs> I'm asking you. What if I know? <laughs> I've, I've never got a copy. <laughs> Neither have I. Back on the boat, the pill-popping first mate, Raphael, played by Raphael Campos, who you might remember from V as Sancho Gomez. That I didn't, but thank there you, you for that. He tells the captain that the girls have said to go back to the city and come back in two days. The captain's reluctant, but Raphael says, oh, don't worry about them, they'll be fine. And he just does. I, I, I'm going to say as well, just to point out, for the listeners' benefit. It's going to be confusing because you referred to Sabrina Kincaid in your half of the notes, always as Sabrina, whereas I chose to call her Kincaid. So but we, we are talking about the same person. Because oh. there's no way that okay. I'm mentally, and at the time that we're recording this, there's no way that I am now mentally reading Kincaid in my head and changing it to Sabrina. No, no, that's fine. That's it's just fine. not happening. Right. So Kincaid okay. and the dolls right. row and swim. Wait, sorry, sorry, who? Kincaid. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Kincaid and the dolls row and swim to the island. Did you notice that the swimmer one didn't get in the boat? She just, like I say, she just swam. Yeah. That's that, her one job. Yeah, that, that was yeah. a... Well, that was the line earlier. She said, like, is there going to be a pool? And she said, there's a whole bloody ocean. Bloody was used a lot in this film as well as a word. Yeah, which is very English, isn't it? I assumed it was because they wanted the women to swear, but not actually swear. Yeah, because there's, no, there's no real bad language in this movie at all, is there? No. 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 So I assume that's what they did. Yeah, she says there's a whole ocean. So that's why she's doing it, because she's getting some practice in. The, the profanity is another thing that if Tarantino remade this, he would, he, he would fix as well. For, for, fix? Well, 
You mean add? I mean, I'm not sure it's a fit. Well, I, I was going to say for, for, for better or worse, that's what he would do. Yeah. 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 And I agree with you. It would be worse. Yeah. So Raphael follows them because he's meant to be the guide. That's right. Yeah. Although guides don't usually follow. No, the, the, the idea of a guide is you go in front. That's it's kind of, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 usually. On the island, the dolls change into nifty green jumpsuits with white boots uh, with heels, so very practical, uh, while the two dolls in the Jeep change into their gear as well. At the compound, we see patrols driving around a lot. On top of the cars? On top not of the, in them. No, not in them. The two Jeep dolls, and that's what I'm calling them, Jeep dolls, see through binoculars that a patrol is headed straight for the other dolls. A lot of dolls. They got see through binoculars? See through binoculars, yes. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Pl- clear plastic? What are we talking about, pal? <laughs> they got them from Wonder Woman. Ah, oh, all right. And they signal them to take cover. The patrols pass them by. And through a loudspeaker, we hear the patrols telling the dolls that they know they're on their island. And if they give themselves up now, they won't be harmed. And we see more. I don't believe him. No, I didn't. Do I? And we see more shots of guards walking around and driving around, and walking around and driving around. Yep. Yep. Raphael reaches the base and he's taken inside. He tells O'Reilly of the doll's plans and asks for his prescription. Ah, his prescription. Mm. And while O'Reilly talks to someone on the radio and attends to his rats in a cage, another guy gives Raphael some pills. How many guards do you think there really are in this film? Like four or five, you think, at most? Yeah, and they just keep killing the same ones over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think even the director plays one of the guards. I think so, mm-hmm. yeah. I also read that they only had one working machine gun, but there's a scene where two of the women fire machine yeah, guns. Yeah, because they're so standing side by like, side, hey? aren't they, in the, in yeah. the shot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they look terrified of those machine guns, some of those girls as well. <laughs> Did you notice that when they're firing them? Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll... I mean, I would be terrified too. You, such a such a man's man that you are, Colin. Such a man's man, always firing machine guns, two at a time. I mean, I'm sure. One I, in my teeth. I'm sure that one of our listeners once described us both as alpha males. That's right. That's right. Mm. Yep. <laughs> I wonder if that <laughs> wonder if that listener's still, uh, shall we say, Listening. out in society. <laughs> it's a only listener don't upset them <laughs> if you are still listening and you know who you are thank you oh wonder where he's gonna go Raphael then goes off to lead the dolls into a trap oh, that's right he does meanwhile a doctor has been implanting one of the identification discs into a guard's neck and he explains that if he doesn't get a signal from another guard then he's to shoot to kill and demonstrates it by pointing a gun at him in case he, you know, doesn't understand the instruction. Now, this is this is just for us, isn't it? It's for the audience benefit. But again, it doesn't really ever go anywhere. No, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Although the whole film's for the audience benefit, you know, pal. Yeah. It's not for the actors. They're not doing it for each other. I think they're doing it for the director's benefit, aren't they? Really. Mm, true. We get more shots of guards, Raphael wandering through the desert. Back with the dolls, and Kincaid is talking with the doll that they rescued. I'm going to keep doing that. So. 
You know, no, no names. No names. No names for Paul. Telling her that if that if O'Reilly sees her, he might think that she's the enemy agent still wearing the mask, which would be fine until she couldn't actually remove the mask. And it's this girl's. Okay, so you talk about Kim. Kim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew that. And it's this girl's first assignment, so she's enthusiastic but inexperienced. It's a good way of putting it, yes. Raphael meets up with the girls. They're surprised to see him, but he casually tells them that he just thought he'd follow them. And and Sabrina is suspicious for about one second and then goes, eh, whatever. That's right. Because he goes on to say that he's seen lots of people around with guns and he tells them to follow him to, to safety, which they do. And they're suddenly surrounded and captured by guards. They take the dolls back to the compound and hang them from what looks like a, a clothing rail. Yes, yes. Sabrina's separate, though. She's, like, chained to the wall. Yeah, she's manacled to a and wall. The others, mm-hmm. But the others are on what looks like a clothing rail. You know those kind of rails, they just pop out at either end, so they could just slide those, those cuffs off. Yeah, possibly, yeah. yeah, yeah. But outside... The two Jeep dolls, they're lurking. Back inside, the enthusiastic doll tries to tell the guards... What did you say her name is? Uh, Kim. Kim. Tries to tell the guards that she is Maria, O'Reilly's Maria, and that she needs to see O'Reilly. But she gets a rifle butt to the face and bursts into tears. Yes, because they check her to see if she's got a disc implanted in her neck, which she hasn't. So it does get a payoff then, the disc yeah. thing. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Got egg on my face now. This film is crafted. It's crafted. All right. Yeah. Back outside, and the two Jeep dolls are taking out guards left, right, and centre, using silence, pistols, and a variety of convincing kung fu moves. That's a strange name for guards, isn't it? Left, right, and centre. Is that three guards? Is that first names or last names? John left. Billy right. Arthur centre. Arthur centre. Not a full one, though. No. Yeah, not a full centre. I especially like the, no. the, that one guard that reacted to being shot in the back as though he just stepped on a Lego. I thought that. <laughs> oh, there's there's tons of great guard deaths. There's one that goes on forever in the background. <laughs> not not as good as a death scene that happens towards the end of the movie, though, when All when right. uh, Kincaid is ambushed from behind by someone. That, that's a good death scene. We'll get to that. Okay. Two guards come to take Kincaid to O'Reilly, but as they take her outside, the two Jeep girls, sorry, I'm going to say that again, the two Jeep dolls rescue her, and she goes back to release the others. One of the Jeep dolls picks up a machine gun, and she mows down more approaching guards. And uh, like I said earlier, it's almost like she's never fired a machine gun in her life. Right, yeah, yeah, but maybe she's not. Maybe her previous operations was just involved... Subtlety. Well, you know, when she was part of the subtle squad. Yeah, yeah, I can take that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as Kincaid is releasing the last doll, Kim, a girl comes in and shoots the doll dead. Kincaid spins around and kills him, and he slides down the wall, leaving a, a nasty streak of blood in the process. It's one of the few gory bits mm. in the movie, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, needed more of that. Mm. I also like, though, Sabrina doesn't like, get all emotional about Kim being dead. She's just like, oh, okay. Well, she didn't know her really, did she? No, she no, new. she's new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's lots of running about, shooting, kicking, etc. And it's it's actually quite violent in places, really. I mean, it's not, as you say, there's not a lot of gore, but 
there's a lot of death going right. on in this movie, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. One of the dolls even shoots a guard when he's laying on the floor. As she's, she just casually shoots him as, he, as she's walking past him. I thought that, That's right, I thought that, yeah. was, that was nice. I mean, not nice, but... Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, you like I that, yeah, yeah, shooting people on yeah, the floor. Like yeah, yeah. They start to blow up buildings, and O'Reilly is watching through closed-circuit te- television. He orders more goons out in a very laid-back, nonchalant way, I might add, as well. He's taking all this in his stride, really, isn't he? It's it's almost like it's not happening in the same place. At least that's what it feels like. It does. It does feel like two different places. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like Michael and Sarah isn't really giving it his all. Oh, I can't. I don't believe that. No. You don't think that? Professional. He's a professional. Okay. All right. There's more shooting and more fighting, with one guard almost backflipping when he dies. Lovely. But one by one, the dolls start to get shot, and Kincaid is captured and taken to O'Reilly. Now, I'm not going to say which ones die, because I don't know their names, but some of them do. Okay. Some of them do. And, and this is where it turns out that Kincaid and O'Reilly know each other. Oh. They had a bit of a thing in the past, and now O'Reilly has turned evil, almost psychotic. Yes, yes. That'll be the impotence, I would imagine. Yep, the trigger has set him off. Is is Sabrina the trigger? Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. Mm. He goes on to explain his plan. He intends to infect the, the world with a new kind of bubonic plague, which he calls a virus, Ooh. which it isn't, but all right. No, yep, yeah. And this is what the rats were for in the cages. Yep, yep, although... Rats don't spread the no. plague. The fleas mm-hmm. do. They run yeah, the rats. He wants to hold the world to ransom and become really, really wealthy. That's his plan. I, I see one or two flaws in this plan, but I'll let it go. <laughs> if half the world's dead, who's going who's gonna to pay him the money? Also, where's he going to live? Everyone knows who he is. This is true. That he this did is it. True. This is true. But he offers Kincaid the chance to be his queen. <laughs> what? Where, where did this bit come from? <laughs> I mean, maybe he's using Queen as a figurative. Yeah. Rather than a literal hopefully, statement, hopefully. you know. Be my woman. Mm. That kind of thing. Raphael comes in and Kincaid says, well, here's the swinging little junkie who wanted to save our lives. O'Reilly has Raphael take Kincaid to a room. Meanwhile, the remaining dolls start to plant charges about the place. Mm. Raphael is taken out by Kincaid and he's kicked into a swimming pool and shot repeatedly. Yeah, that's another brutal yeah. death, right? Because he's just swimming away. He's on her hands and she just keeps shooting at him. But he's a back. traitor. That's what, you know. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, that's the way she yeah. looks at no, it. No mercy from, from her. It, in the compound, yeah. O'Reilly has a meeting with his operatives from other countries and he gives a speech about his love of rats. While Kincaid plants a charge in a suitcase. Yeah. It's all coming together, this film, Paul. It is. It is. It's, 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 it's like a, 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 a jigsaw that's been scrambled mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Slowly, surely, after weeks and weeks and weeks of work, coming yep. back together. Yep. And then you find this piece is missing. <laughs> <laughs> the operative from France questions how safe they'll all be. 
And O'Reilly tells him that each of them will receive an antidote to protect them and their families. And he shows them the canisters that the virus will be transported in. Kincaid is listening behind the door. She meets up with the remaining dolls and they tell her about the bombs while she explains about O'Reilly's plan. And she tells them to give her until midnight and then blow the charges. Yep. So she's got an hour because it's 11 o'clock. Yeah. So she then goes back inside and starts taking pictures of everything with a little spy camera. Yeah, apparently photographs of a rat in a cage and some vials constitutes as evidence. <laughs> she does flick through a little file as well and take a few pictures. Oh, well then. What, what's in the file? The formula for the virus, I would imagine, maybe? Maybe it's a case catalogue. This is the 70s. <laughs> yeah. A- Avon brochure. Oh, look, more, more recordable lipsticks or whatever they were. <laughs> You, you know that he's going to serve um, meat in aspic to all his uh, colleagues in that room later, don't you? Yeah, with a fondue. Well. On a trolley. <laughs> a Viennetta on a trolley. <laughs> you still get Viennettas, you know. I didn't, I didn't like them back then. Don't like them now. It's not proper ice cream, is it? No. no. We're not getting any sponsorship deals from Viennetta, are we? <laughs> Well, we don't like it, so it doesn't matter. But suddenly, the guy that she burned earlier in the movie, remember him? Yeah, 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 in the dingy club. That's the one. He reappears with a a bandaged face, and they struggle. All the while, he's going on about what he's going to do with her eyes. Oh, yeah, because, well, she when she burnt his face, it burned one of his eyes Mm -hmm. out. So he's like angry about yeah, that. Yeah, and he's trying to force a, a lit cigarette into hers, isn't he? Yeah. But she manages to stab and shoot him. Uh, and this is the actor that milks his death scene for all it's worth. I mean, it's a spectacular performance that he gives. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, he's just been burnt, stabbed, and shot. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Unfortunately for Kincaid, <laughs> O'Reilly and these goons rush in and they capture her. He gives her a choice. She can either join him or die. She tells him to yeah. go do one. And he says he's going to inject her with the plague. And he takes her to his room. This is flying by this bit, isn't it? <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably good. Why? Because it's late for you. You, you want to get to bed. It's only three o'clock. Oh, well, well, let's slow down there. Let's talk about the fact you're wearing the same T-shirt you are when the last podcast we did. Have you changed that fucking T-shirt in three weeks? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, you know. When I put it on tonight, I thought, he's going to mention that I'm wearing the same T-shirt. Yeah. You looked at it and you went, ugh. Meanwhile, the doctor is heading out with an operative as the dolls plant more charges and they kill more guards. Yeah, they're just shooting everybody. Yeah. In his room, O'Reilly tries to sweet-talk Kincaid, telling her that he still loves her and they kiss. He makes them a couple of martinis, like the old days, and they have a drink. And I'm like, what's happening here? What, what? Yeah, this, this scene's a little it, odd, it right? It gets weirder, yeah. too. Finally, he admits that he just wanted a moment with her before he kills her. Yeah, well, he's, he's not going to do anything else. He's impotent. That is true. That is, oh, there is, there is, I yeah. mean, there are other things you can do without the old boy. Coming alive, if you know what I mean. Like what? <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm not sure I know what you mean. I need I need you to describe it. 
there's lots of things you could do. You could play chess. You could. Uh... You know how to play chess. I know how to play chess. I didn't know you know how to play chess. We should have a game someday. I was in a chess club at school. Were yeah. you? It was me. I'm sure you were there once or twice. I played for a house at school. I played for Rally House. Oh, I never went that far. I was just in the chess club. Yeah, yeah. I, I came second. Oh, well, well done. I'm not playing against you then. The only, only reason I came second is half the people didn't turn up. Oh, maybe I will play against you then. <laughs> ah, but am I hustling you? That is true. You're a chess hustler. Yeah. 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 That, that'd that be a dull film, wouldn't it? Colour of Money. It's just about chess. Well, isn't there a... What's that chess movie? Night Moves. That's a chess movie, isn't it? Is it? Uh, I was asking you. Oh, you want me to say yes? To make no, you I thought you'd know. I, I can't, maybe. I, I can't remember. I didn't... No, can't remember. Maybe it mm. is. Well, there you go. There's a chess movie. All right. And then there's chess. The the the, the musical, chess. Oh, yeah, right. I'm sure that's about chess. I mean, I, well, let's I hope I so. Know. What else would it be about? Know. All I remember about chess is uh, whenever... Um, Barbara Dixon used to appear on the two Ronnies and sing a song from chess every week. Oh, maybe it's called Crest and it's just about little green weeds. You're just mis- misremembering <laughs> it. Possibly, possibly. Anyway, the doll squad. Yeah. We're, we're, we're near the end. So, yeah. Kincaid talks about how she would kill. Wait, wait. Kincaid? Who? <laughs> Sabrina. Oh, okay. Sabrina talks about how she would kill him and tries to stab him, but he wrestles the knife away. And then she pushes him onto the floor and pours a jug of martini over him. All the while... And the both Yeah, laughing. all the while the pair are they're just laughing at this, aren't they? Yeah. But then yeah. she does actually... She does have a reason for this because she tries to electrocute him with a lamp. Yeah, I'm not convinced of the science of this, but all right. <laughs> I wasn't convinced by the... Um, the electrical effects that were uh, drawn onto the onto the movie around him. Mm, yeah, you mm-hmm. lacked uh, realism. Yeah, yeah. He takes offence at this, and he says that the time has come. <laughs> he takes he takes offence at being electrocuted. <laughs> you would, wouldn't okay. you? <laughs> you would, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. They struggle, and he tries to strangle her, but she maces him. I don't mean with a big iron mace. I mean, she squirts mace into his... Yeah. That, would, that would be good, wouldn't it? Here, have this cudgel in the face. Well, you say that, but then she grabs a huge sword from the mantelpiece and runs him through. She seriously does, mm. yeah. And that's it. He's done. He's out of there. Yep, he's out. Yeah. In fact, he leaves the movie with the relish that you have when you finish your side of the notes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did he, I, I don't recall him running around the room whooping. That was when they said cut afterwards. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm out of this shit. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> uh, another doll runs in and tells Sabrina, Kincaid, that they have three minutes before the place goes up. And we cut to an airfield and an operative carrying the suitcase. Oh, no, this isn't the operative. This is Dr... Cayman or whatever his name was. No, I thought Dr. Cayman was, was the guy that dies in a minute later. Oh, was he? I thought he was the one who gets on the plane. I thought it was the other way around. 
Anyway. No, why, why would it be some random operative? Some, some guy. Some guy. Uh, a guy. Let's just say some guy. We're nearly at the end. Let's just, let's just go with it. <laughs> right. Some guy carrying a, carrying a suitcase. He, uh, he's got the virus. And he boards a plane and it takes off. But it explodes. Yes, and it explodes in a beautiful... You see plane bits flying everywhere. No. 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 Oh, okay. No. Oh, right, 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 right. I'll say one thing for this film. It's consistent in its explosions. It is, yes. Mm. Yeah. Consistently par. Do you think it's the same explosion effect? I did wonder this, but it's not. Okay. But they are very similar. So it's the same place that they took it from. Yeah, yeah. At the compound, it's morning. Remember that. It's morning, all right? The sun's coming up. Morning. Daylight. sun's coming up. Daylight. Daylight. And the remaining dolls are fighting their way out. They reach the jeep and watch as the compound is destroyed in effects and explosions that can only describe a spurring all expense. Yeah, yeah, five cents. The dolls move out in the jeep and they machine gun random goons as they drive by. And it's suddenly pitch dark again. Well, uh, where they are on the equator, the sun bounces. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I abused myself. (laughs) This bounces up and down. So you say that this island has its own time zones. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It must be massive. Yeah, yeah, are are really, really small, and the sun is just, just a long way away, <laughs> which it is technically. Right. Just, just keep going, Paul. Keep going. All right, okay. at the end. Okay, keep going. <laughs> the path is blocked by more goons, and I wrote the doctor, but we'll just say another guy, and oh. the dolls use a bazooka. And blow them all away. And one guy runs down the road on fire, doesn't he? It does, yeah. Yes. yeah. Later, the dolls are lounging on rocks back in their swimwear as the captain brings his boat back to the island to pick them up. Right. On the boat, he asks them if they found any rocks and why, why is one of them missing? And Kincaid tells him that she, she's just not coming back. Don't give him a reason or anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, no reason. He's just a hired hand. Kincaid calls the base and tells Connolly and the senator that the case is closed. But they need them back right away. The computer has another job for them. And amusingly, the radio blips out as she swears at them. Yep. But the senator asks her how much time she needs off. And she asks for a week to remind herself that she's still a lady. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's a little, a little too <laughs> enthusiastic there. <laughs> and as the dolls catch the sun on the deck of the ship, the captain asks Kincaid if they're ready to head back to town. But she tells him that they'll stay on for a few days. Just take us anywhere you think is pretty, she tells him. That must be a nice way to live, he replies. Yes, she sighs. It's a very nice life, Captain. And as we freeze frame... And cut to credits featuring all the highlights from the movie that we've just seen. That is the end, such as it is, of the Doll Squad. You're not going to mention the uh, rousing theme song that occurs at the end. I, I just with the song. I, I just uh, assumed that that everyone Stop, would, would... stops it straight away and through 
threw the disc across the room. <laughs> it was no. a great song at the end. No, no, no. It's a good song. It's a good song. Yeah. yeah. It's a Bond rip-off kind of song, though. Yeah, it's it's the song that if this was a TV show, it would be a theme tune every week, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and in we in a weird way, you could imagine this being the pilot to a TV show, couldn't you? Well, in a weird way, it kind of was Charlie's Angels. That is true. That is true. Yep. So, Paul, what did you think of the Doll Squad? This is one of those pure nineteen seventies exploitation films. Girls with guns, girls with knives, girls doing kung fu, girls blowing stuff up badly. It's got terrible acting, badly staged fight sequences, awful effects, woeful production values. I mean, dirt poor at times. It's got a great soundtrack. I'll give it that. Mm. So by rights, this is a movie that should be swept under the retrospection carpet and forgotten. Whoa, okay. But I bloody loved it. <laughs> it's, right. it's just such good fun, isn't it? It, it? it doesn't take itself seriously, and it whizzes by at such a fast pace that there's always something going on. And even through the naffness of it all, you can see how this would influence people like Quentin Tarantino and how it influenced Charlie's Angels. Right. And I was surprised at just how strong the female leads are portrayed. I yes. mean, I, I was expecting the film to talk a good talk, but when it came down to it, it'd just be an excuse for nudity and camera oogling, you know? Yeah, yeah. But there really wasn't a lot of that. Right. Uh, they're they're all written very strong well no i wouldn't say they're all written but kincaid in particular she she's she's strong and she there's no she she in in a lot of ways this movie is quite a good lesson for for modern writers trying to write strong female characters i think they could learn a lot from this movie yep 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 yep. she's strong but there's no attention drawn to that fact no she just is it, and that's it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, that's how the situation is. Yeah. It's, it's everyday life. Yeah, uh, and I've, I've got to give it credit for that. Mm. I can see this being a great movie to watch with a few friends and, and a few more drinks. Yeah. So, all in all, for me, I loved it. It's a massive hit for me. Wow. In some ways, that's kind of disappointing. You, you wanted me to hate it, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of these films around, and often the poster is a thousand times better than the actual film. Mm-hmm. And I watched this, and like you said, the production quality is poor. I wish it had been more uh, real, not realistic, but more physical effects. You know, the explosions, more squibs, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like you, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I liked the characters. Uh, even like, the, in some ways, the bad acting. It's such a, it's not like, it's hard to explain, but there's bad acting and you go, oh my God, this person's terrible. 
But then there's acting that's bad that you just kind of find amusing that elevates the performance in some odd way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it's a very fine York. line that. It's a very fine yeah, line. Yeah, it is. It, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, you can so easily get that wrong and never, ever try to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's always got to be an accident. Mm-hmm. I like some of the lines. I like the music. I like some of the quirkiness of it. I kind of like the way that they clearly worked around with what they could do and what they had at the time. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like a script that was written after they'd got the sets, almost. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if that's what it is, but it feels like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it flies by. And mm-hmm. the, the last half hour is just pure action. And it's great action. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not, but it is. That's yeah, yeah, saying, that's this yeah. one of this. That's this we are. It's totally weird. Yeah, yeah. And I would love to see this remade. Probably not now because of certain things that are going on in the world. But you know, mm-hmm. it would have made a great '90s film, I guess. Yeah, I think I think the '90s would have been the premium time to remake it. I think no, they they just screw it up. Yeah, they would. They would. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's a hit. Oh, I'm so annoyed that you liked it. i'll try and do better next time i wanted this to be one of those surprise things where you're like wait what you like this (laughs) (laughs) we we've got on our list of movies to do we have got one of those coming up at some point yeah but i assume this is one where you're gonna love it and i'm gonna hate it yeah but it's kind of the it's kind of that way around so we'll see we'll Uh, see what happens all right okay you might prove me wrong that's true yeah Mm -hmm. so for me it's a hit on that happy ending, I'd like to thank our Patreon supporters for keeping us going. Uh, thank you for listening. And from me, goodbye. Bye. Bye.